trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Alan Schwartz and Mona Abhari. Alan Schwartz is a people's artist and musician. He is a founder of the Newark Think Tank on Poverty in Licking County. And there are now associated think tanks on poverty in three going on four central Ohio counties. He has had a 50-year career as a community organizer and educator in Seattle, Chicago, and Ohio. Mona Abhari is a youth organizer in Columbus and Newark and an artist. Her personal experiences as a working class Palestinian American woman fuel her art, movement work, and relational organizing and helps ground her in building a better world. This Saturday, October 3 at 10 a.m., these two are kicking off a series of webinars entitled a new deal that works for us. Why don't you tell us about this webinar series? Let's start with you, Alan. So it's about the Green New Deal. And uh, the two important things to remember about the Green New Deal, we've been doing a bunch of education about the Green New Deal. One is that it is basically a massive, federally funded, locally administered jobs program. And so it's not just about climate, although it certainly is about climate. It's about everything, because jobs are at the center of everything. It's about, about coming, becoming a better society, better, more responsive society. And that's why the Think Tank on Poverty is so interested in it, because it addresses the uh, issues of poverty and all the attendant issues with that as well. The other thing about it is that it's possible. We did a series last year, and people went, great idea, but we can't pay for it. Well, there are some new ideas about how to pay for it that have actually just been completely substantiated by the bailout in 08 and the bailout this year, that we can spend a lot more money than we, than we thought we could, that your, the federal budget is not like your personal household budget, and we have funds to make the changes that we need to make to save the planet and build a better society. So we are going to come together for four weeks in a row. We're going to have professionals, economic people, uh, economists, uh, people from the working class, people in poverty, a pretty good spectrum of folks to come together and talk about these two issues that I, I mentioned. What is the Green New Deal and how is it possible that we can do this? Uh, and we invite folks to join us. Uh, go to the website thinktanksonpoverty.com and you will find a registration there. Uh, if for some reason that doesn't work, get a hold of Carol and she'll get a hold of me and we'll get you all signed up. But I think it'll be um, a really sort of groundbreaking event and lots of good folks participating and lots of good discussion. Uh, Mona? I'm gonna break in. Mona, tell us how you got involved with this webinar series and what you're going to be doing. Yeah, so I actually come from, I used to work for Sunrise Movement, um, which is a, a youth-led movement that also works around the Green New Deal and climate change. Um, and like when, all, when lots of people hear Green New Deal, they immediately think climate. Um, and that was the main focus of Sunrise, but it also tried to address racial issues and try to 
get people to see that all of our problems are, are connected and we can use the Green New Deal as an engine to kind of work through these, these problems. Um, and one thing I found in my organizing with Sunrise is if I came to people and said, you know, the world's on fire, we need a Green New Deal. They're like, you know, that's, that's true. It's great. But I, I've got to, I've got to get to class. I've got to put food on the table. Like, you know, I don't, it's just another thing to worry about that I can't worry about, right? So this project was interesting, and I and I think is a is a good approach is to meet people where they're at and say, you know, your community may be lacking affordable housing or access to broadband um, or or care for childcare, right? And something like a Green New Deal, more specifically, a federally funded jobs program would meet those needs and kind of not frame it in a way that we need a Green New Deal um, to invest in our communities, but our community communities need investment. So let's use a Green New Deal, a federally funded jobs program to supplement that. Um, and I will say along with the education piece to this webinar series and the open discussion, what we're aiming, the overall goal beyond just educating um, and having open conversation is to kind of um, train people and equip them with the tools that they need and the confidence they need to continue this work too. This work isn't just gonna be limited to um, these four weeks, it's, we've got months, years ahead of work to do. Um, so we're hoping to uh, give people the tools they need to go out into their communities and to educate and to get people energized to organize around a Green New Deal, especially once they understand that it, it's not just about climate. Well, last night, uh, I don't know if you two watched the uh, presidential debate, but I did, and neither of them are embracing a Green New Deal. I think that Joe Biden's probably being influenced because I know um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is working with him on his climate action plan. What are you trying to do with this webinar series when the political climate is not necessarily, you know, your best friends yet? Well, um, as a veteran organizer of 50 years and all the obstacles that we've had, I would say that people are more on edge than before, that they know that there's a problem. They can't identify it. They have a hard time identifying who their friends are and who their enemies are. They're revolted by the president and frustrated by Vice President Biden. Um, and that can go either way. That can, that can go to the right or the left, but it's really up to us in many ways as to which way that goes but it really presents an opportunity for us. And the reform called the Green New Deal um, presents that opportunity. Uh, Carolyn, we were just talking a minute ago, we're both veterans of the environmental movement, and we knew, know how hard it was to get the working class on board with the middle class environmental movement. Here's the way to do it, that this is really about jobs, stability, a society that makes it possible for people to flourish, um, in a way that it hasn't for the last 40 years. So that's really, we're a third voice in many ways. And yes, I think Joe Biden is influenced uh, by uh, the Green New Deal. He's promoting a, a federal jobs program, but without the underpinnings of the Green New Deal, it simply will not do the job. And it's kind of old hat. So when I see him say the solution is buy American, we know 
how flaccid a solution that is and that it hasn't worked for 50 years. So let's try something new. So we want to get in there and uh, after he gets elected to force him to do the right thing. We can't sit back and wait for him to do the right thing, but to force him to do the right thing. Especially now with um, COVID and so many people's jobs have been disrupted or even ended. Um, right. It seems like a perfect opportunity to use um, unemployed folks um, to, to build this movement of the Green New Deal, job, a jobs program. Mm-hmm. So um, you, Alan, you came from, you, you're the co-founder of the Think Tank on Poverty. How is that connected directly with this? I, I see, I see it um, as an activist, I do, but why don't you explain to folks how you segued into this from, uh, and what you do, what you do with a think tank. So um, we believe three things. We believe that the job of a society is to um, enable the full development of the human beings that live within it. And in that way, this system has failed. And the second thing is that um, we want systemic change from top to bottom. We don't want to pull one baby out of the river. We want to figure out why these babies are in the river in the first place. So we want systemic change. That's our second thing. And our third thing is that we believe that working in poor people who um, are the object of federal, state, and local policy need to be able to participate in the making and implementation of that policy. So that's, those are the three principles of uh, think tanks. And when we got together and built a working class and, and a poor leadership, several issues emerged affordable housing, uh, the problems of reentry from the penitentiary, and addiction. And the Green New Deal speaks to all of those. And none of those, adequate addiction treatment, adequate housing, and and support for people in reentry, none of them are going to happen with local resources. They're just not enough there, even if there was willingness. And it's not going to happen by the state. There's not enough resources there. But the capacity of the federal government to speak to those needs to scale is what we're speaking to here. Now, the organizing has to be local, right? This is not a national call. The organizing has to be local. And so we operate on a local uh, level to involve people in reentry, people in addiction, uh, people in poverty, people in a housing crisis, to get involved politically which is not easy, as you know. When your belly's not full, it is difficult to think about organizing politically. But that's what we've been doing for the last six years now in four counties. So it really fits in well together because we get very frustrated on a local level trying to get treatment facilities for people in addiction, trying to get housing for women who are homeless with kids. Right. So we're going to fight for that on a local level to try to keep people alive. But we're also going to fight on a national level for the real solutions to those problems. That's excellent. And how about you, Mona? Um, How did you segue from what your work with um, Sunrise into this work with this um, with this Green New Deal for all of us? Yeah. So um, my work in in Sunrise was. again, driven around Green New Deal um, generally, but the the time I worked for them, it was mainly electoral work, right? So we I specifically worked in Iowa, working up towards the caucus in February, which 
feels like 10 years ago, given, <laughs> given our, everything that's going on. Um, so that was really uh, empowering, you know, and important work. But what I noticed with that was um, quick burnout or just kind of like a one time, you need to get out and caucus for this cause, but then, you know, you can go back to your regular, regular lives. So, and, and not to say that, that wasn't like a important effort or in that moment in that time for that election it was was really important and i i like to believe that the the canvassing and the organizing i did planted a seed um beyond just getting people um electorally involved and and getting them to understand that um a federally funded jobs program or green new deal is what can bring us things like college for all medicare for all jobs thing, things of that nature and so when i moved to ohio um i started learning a little bit more about the landscape and more about um how it's not just youth that needs to be on the table or at the table when it comes to talking about these solutions it's a youth need to be right and uh so do farmers so do coal miners uh so do teachers and and everyone who who's going to be impacted by climate and who's impacted by all the problems social problems we'll fa we're facing which is pretty much everyone except for the wealthy few that want to um keep to the status quo and, and keep rigging in their profits. So that's, I'm, I'm learning about the different audiences beyond just youth um, that need to be at the table and how to organize them and around them and for them, which is really awesome. And I think just to summarize and back everything that Alan said into a one-liner, um, we can't get where, to where we need to be in our communities without federal action, but the working people are the ones who need to make the rules. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio, and I am talking today with Alan Schwartz and Mona Ibari, Abari, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about a webinar series that is entitled A New Deal That Works For Us. So you didn't put the word green new deal. It's just a new deal that works for us, correct? Actually, and the title is A Green New Deal That Works For Us. Okay, maybe I just typed it in wrong. So excuse me, a Green New Deal that works for us. Good. Can you give us some specific what each four episodes going to cover? Mona, do you want to take that one on? Sure, sure. Please fill in any gaps. Um, so there's four sessions. The first one is going to kind of be a teaser and an overview of, of what we want to cover over the four series. And it's also going to involve... Um, education around um, debunking the myth of how we're going to pay for it. And we're going to hear from a, prof a professor at Denison University who gives us and has already given it multiple times and does a really good job of explaining that the money is there. Um, we've just been told that we, we can't fund the social programs that we need. Um, so it'll be a huge educational piece and kind of start picking at people's brains about what our community needs and, and what we could have used. Um, for example, the $600 a week stimulus that Americans got, what could have that money been used with a little bit of planning? Could it have been put towards um, childcare or housing or what have you? So just a little intro to see that we do have the money and what could it be used for to invest in our communities. And then the next two sessions are going to be kind of taking a deeper dive into the community issues and local applications like broadband, um, child care, affordable housing, and what's the fourth one, Alan? Healthcare. Healthcare. 
Thank you. Just a deeper dive into the what what the money spent there would look like, what does it look like in our communities, and how we can apply um, Green New Deal legislation to our local communities in relation to those problems. And then the fourth webinar kind of wraps it all up, reviews what we've learned, and gives participants the tools and um, confidence needed to kind of go out and continue that educating and organizing. Um, and throughout the series, we are grounding ourselves with um, real stories from, from people in the community, what they do to, to help and, and what they need and how a federally funded jobs program would, would help them in their line of work in their communities. Am I missing anything, Alan? No, no, no. We can talk about this for hours. Um, what's, <laughs> what's, what's sort of interesting for if people want to participate is, we are really going to go at some new paradigms to help people think in a new way. Um, so to break that paradigm that the federal budget is like your household budget, all of our, our heads have been there throughout our whole lives, right? And so it's sort of like germ theory in, uh, in uh, medicine. It's, we got to learn to think in a new way. And the other is computing the cost of programs. That it's actually, if you figure the long view, the Green New Deal is cheaper, is a cheaper solution than the way that we're dealing with incarceration, unemployment, uh, poor health care, than we're, the way we're dealing with now. So it's another way to think about cost. So we're going to go at changing those two paradigms, which is going to be really interesting uh, if people want to participate. Tell us again what time um, these um, webinars are and how people can sign up for them and if there's a cost, a, a cost for them. No cost. <laughs> uh, so they start this coming Saturday, and you're going to be with us too, right, Carolyn? Yep, I signed coming, up. Yep, coming <laughs> Saturday from 10 to 12 uh, Eastern time. They're going to be, it's going to be for four Saturdays. And if people go to Think Tanks on Poverty, all one word, thinktanksonpoverty.com, They'll find the registration sheet right there and the link. I'll make sure that your website's up on um, Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, one thing I noticed, I come from the arts. Um, I, my background is um, theater and um, production. And I see that both of you have artists prominently in your bios. So... Tell me, how, does your art show up in your activism? And if it does, how does it? Let's start with you. Um, yeah, go ahead, Alan. Oh, okay. So um, we met, Carolyn, like 10 years ago when we were fighting fracking. And I created that anti-fracking song, uh, which we did on the Capitol steps several times to great effect. So as a musician, I try to produce people's music, what we used to call people's music, uh, music which both informs and inspires as part of the political movement. I'm also a visual artist, and I do try to do the same thing with that. I just completed a painting of the emperor's new clothes, uh, which is <laughs> a, a central uh, folk story for our time as we learn to tell the truth to power that you are actually naked, and we're uh, brave enough to say it. And instead of the little child in the story that tells the emperor that, I put in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as the person who says that. So I try to, to do paintings that are both viable as works of art, but also viable as political communication. Can we see that painting somewhere? Uh, you'll have to invite me back and I'll cue that up and others and we can talk about it. 
All right. Well, maybe you can take a pic of it and we can put it on our Facebook page. Sure. That'd be great. All right. How about you, Mona? Yeah. So art absolutely shows up in my organizing in, in every facet of my life, I'd like to think. Um, art for me has always been about expressing myself when I can't find the words to express what I'm feeling or, or what I'm seeing around me. Um, and not only is that therapeutic to me, but it allows me to get a better understanding of myself and, and the world around me. And that's not um, limited to to my own art either. That all art around me. Um, my entry point into politics beyond just my lived experiences was actually through an independent um, publication uh, that promotes political and, and nonfiction comics. Um, and I saw that and that's actually what got me into Sunrise, funny enough. They, they made a little comic strip about Sunrise and the work they do. So visual storytelling and, and visual expression hasn't only helped me understand um, the world better and more about myself, I've seen it help others as well. Um, I've seen it in my work and just my day-to-day -day life. Some, some folks, you can throw as many articles and, and literature and, and op-eds at them about why they need to fight for the issues they're fighting for, right? Or why are people suffering? And, and they just won't be called to action or they won't feel engaged enough. And it's not that they don't want to, it's just that's not a point of entry for them. And I've seen that visual storytelling and that visual means actually get those, those people in um, and help them understand things a bit better than, a, than how literature would. Not to say that one is more important than the other, it's just a different form of communication that I know helps me and helps a bunch of others. So that's how I use it in my activism beyond just getting people in, but it's, it's therapeutic and, and we need to also heal in this work as opposed to just working, 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 so. Yeah, there's so many issues that we're facing every day that um, the arts oftentimes are a great um, relief and release mm -hmm. as well for all of us. Mm -hmm. I just um, shared widely um, um, David Attenborough's 60 minute interview about mm. how pressing the climate crisis is and he was a climate, he, he in, for, at first was in denial of climate, the climate crisis. And he's a very old man and he's seen the world and all of nature. And, um, and he's using his documentary film art to get the word out. So I mm -hmm. think, I think um, there's so many ways to, um, to reach people, no matter what, um, if people are in, are in poverty or if people are, are doing well well off the arts kind of can bring everybody together it's very universal my son's a musician mm -hmm. nothing nothing can make you cry or feel or feel something stronger than when the music hits right mm -hmm. i um i very would true. like to ask you um if you could rally the troops today what would you have them do one action what would the action be i would i would like the troops to come together around the Green New Deal. And it's in learning to work together for change that we'll figure out where we go from there. But that seems to me a great umbrella for us all to step under and begin to work together because that's where real unity, appreciation will happen in the struggle. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Alan. I, if there's um, one action, I guess. It's hard to put it to one action, but I would have them come together to discuss community needs and community assets. And I think um, learning to resist that individual 
every man for himself mindset, which a lot of people are in for very understandable reasons, right? If your town has been run to the ground and forgotten about, um, and a lot of American identity is, is inter, uh, intertwined with that as well. But fostering a sense of mutual aid and, and community support and community decision-making builds a really strong foundation for the work needed to, to get, achieve something like the Green New Deal. Even though people say it's socialistic, Socialism? What do you think about that? We, we will also educate as to what socialism is and socialistic is. We want, <laughs> we want people to learn, the, learn to use the language right. It is not a threat right, at the one, as they're making it out to be. It's not a threat. It's a great benefit. And we can, we're going to work to make people see that. Excellent. Yeah, and there's those, those trigger words too, like Green New Deal equals socialist, right? So that's why the spin of a new deal that works for us can come in. Um, and while also working to address that, even though that's a common um, misconception, right? We can twist it around a bit and, and kind of lure people in that way. <laughs> okay, one more time. What's the website? People can get this information. Think Tanks on Poverty, all one word. Thinktanksonpoverty.com. So Alan, do you have a song for us? I do. Also, okay. if, pe if people go to that website, they'll see how we're using the arts in something called the Justice Cafe, which is a Zoom cafe, uh, using the arts with the recovery community. So this is a song I wrote for, for this effort. It has a chorus, which I'm going to sing, and then it has four verses, one called The Old Deal, and you know what that is, one called The Red Deal, and we know what that is, and The Blue Deal, and then it finally talks about The Green New Deal. And we have one minute, Alan. We so need a new deal. We need a new deal. We need a new deal. That's what we need. We need a new deal. We need a new deal. Yes, yes. We need a new deal. A new deal indeed. We need a green deal. Come on, get clean, deal. We need an upright, downright tribe with all your might, deal. Hey, I'm gonna tell you what we can do. We can have those jobs and save the planet, too. A new deal, that's what we need. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank you Anytime. so much, Mona. Of and I look forward to getting to know you at the, at the webinar tomorrow, um, Good. on Saturday. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back. Calm down, calm down.